Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Well, hello, friends. Pro-Life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our time of prayer and scripture exhortation. We go into the Word of God today. We're going to speak about Abraham, our father in faith, and we want to pray for your intentions, so feel free to leave in the comments exactly how we can pray for you and your loved ones today. Let's turn to the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, we thank you for this new day, this new opportunity to bear witness to your kingdom, this new opportunity to defend life, this new opportunity to confound our enemies, the enemies of the kingdom. We we ask you, Lord, for ongoing victory each and every day, victory over sin, victory over doubt or discouragement, victory over anxiety, victory over any kind of evil as we proceed in your name, as followers of Christ, as lovers of America, as apostles of your kingdom. Bless us in that mission, in that identity today. We pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. So, fascinating reading from Genesis 15 today. Let's go right into it and then we'll draw out its lessons. A reading from the book of Genesis. The word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Fear not, Abram, I am your shield. I will make your reward very great. But Abram said, O Lord God, what good will your gifts be if I keep on being childless and have as my heir the steward of my house Eliezer? Abram continued, See, you have given me no offspring, and so one of my servants will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, No, that one shall not be your heir. Your own issue shall be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the sky and count the stars if you can. Just so, he added, shall your descendants be. Abram put his faith in the Lord, who credited it to him as an act of righteousness. Then he said to him, I am the Lord who brought you from Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as a possession. O Lord God, he asked, how am I to know that I shall possess it? He answered him, Bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old she-goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. Abram brought brought him all these, split them in two, and placed each half opposite the other. But the birds he did not cut up. Birds of prey swooped down on the carcasses, but Abram stayed with them. As the sun was about to set, a trance fell upon Abram, and a deep, terrifying darkness enveloped him. When the sun had set and it was dark, there appeared a smoking firepot and a flaming torch, which passed between those pieces. It was on that occasion that the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying, To your descendants I give this land, from the wadi of Egypt to the great river, the Euphrates. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
You know, the book of Genesis brings us right to the, the very beginning of creation and the beginning of human history and the very ancient days when God spoke to our, our forefathers uh, in, in faith. And there are many mysterious and very fascinating moments. This is one of them. And remember, everything in the Scriptures points to Christ. Everything in the Old Testament is a prophecy of Jesus Christ. Starting with the very first line of the Bible, God created the heavens and the earth, a prophecy of the new creation. We have here Abram. Abraham becomes his name. God changes it when he tells him he will be the father of many nations. And here in this passage, he is promising him, even in his old age, many, many children. You know how at every point of Scripture, the promise of salvation is linked to life, the generation of life, fertility, welcoming children, having many children. Of course, Abram finds it hard to believe, so does Sarah later on, but Sarah will conceive Isaac and then the the line begins leading all the way to Christ, in whom all of us are also brothers and sisters. Notice his faith. And this is something that St. Paul later will talk about. Abram believed God, and then it says it was credited to him as righteousness. And St. Paul takes this as the basis for the argument that it is by faith now in Jesus Christ. We are our descendants of, of, of Abraham, uh, he is doing this, believing in God and receiving credit as righteousness. It's not works, Paul is saying. It's faith. Now, of course, we know that faith expresses itself through works and so forth. But we are saved by putting our faith in Christ. And Paul points to this story we just read. and says, Abram believed God. It was credited to him as righteousness. And this happened, Paul says, before he was circumcised, which shows that he is the father in faith of not only the Jews, but the Gentiles. All the world is to come to faith in Christ. And then, of course, he is also the father of those who are circumcised. But it's this faith in the God. And notice it's faith in the context of a God who can give life. Descendants as numerous as the stars, even though at the moment you have none. That faith in God for the giving of life, life eternal in Christ, and life here, which is a precondition of that. In other words, faith in God for His victory over death, for our victory over the culture of death. It's all tied up with the giving of life. But there's a moment here, too, that is a powerful prophecy of Good Friday. As the sun was about to set and Abram was in the process of making this sacrifice, he fell into a deep trance. What's going on here? The one who entrusted himself into the hands of the Father for the giving of life, his own life to be raised from the dead, our life to be poured out through his cross, death, and resurrection and the giving of the Spirit, This is a foreshadowing of Christ. And the deep trance that Abram falls into in the midst of this sacrifice is a foreshadowing of the sleep of death on the cross that Christ 
would accept. Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. And Jesus bowed his head and died. Then on the third day rose again. He went into this deep, terrifying darkness. He descended into hell. He preached to the spirits that had awaited from the beginning of time, the Messiah. And we see this fire coming. Remember, the letter of the Hebrews tells us that Jesus made his sacrifice on the cross through the eternal spirit. Of course, this was the situation from all eternity. The Father giving himself to the Son, the Son loving the Father, and the love of the Father and the Son generating the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the fire coming down on Pentecost, the Holy Spirit of love is what inspired Jesus to obey the Father and give that sacrifice of his life. That same Spirit fills us and enables us to be living sacrifices each day, as Paul says, Offer each day spiritual sacrifices and offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. All of this for the purpose of giving life, all of this in the obedience of faith in which Abraham is our father in faith. Marvelous and powerful scripture here today. Let's turn back to the Lord in prayer. Father, it is life our faith is all about life. Your intervention in our world is all about giving life, defending life, raising life up to your throne. Look at Abram. We look at him today, Lord, and we see the faith that life can be victorious in every way and that by sacrificing to you, we find that life. Enable us, Lord, to always draw confidence from the death and resurrection of Christ, because that has abolished the power of death. It has abolished death in all its forms, including abortion. We thank you, Father, for that, and we ask you to make us apostles of this truth. We ask you, Lord, right now to bless the needs of all that are gathered here, those intentions they have expressed in the comments, and those that remain in the privacy of their hearts. We ask you to bless all our leaders. We ask you to bless President Trump and his team. We ask you to bless the church, the world. Grant us peace. And Lord, heal everything in our lives that needs to be healed. In relationships. And give us wisdom and decision making. And Lord, solve the, the problems we face that sometimes seem not to have a solution. Fill us with confidence and joy as we serve you today. And we pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Well, friends, uh, just a couple of reminders. Uh, there is a pilgrimage that Janet Morana, our executive director, Father David Begany, our 
uh, one of our pastoral associates, uh, and uh, Deacon Harold Burke Sivers will be leading to the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and this will occur in October. You have an opportunity to join them, and I want to invite you to consider that or spread the word to others who, who might be able to do that. Secondly, I'm going to have a special tonight at 9 o'clock to talk about, uh, well, the Democrat agenda within the church. We see weaponization going on. We see uh, the Vatican in investigating uh, Bishop Strickland and his diocese. What is going on here? I want to relate some things to you uh, tonight at 9 p.m. live, and you'll be able to ask questions and listen to uh, what will prove to be an interesting discussion. And we are finally in this uh, novena towards Independence Day, and at prayercampaign.org you can find the prayer, the pro-life prayer for our nation's independence. I invite you to go there too and say that prayer as we approach the 4th of July, a very special day indeed. Thanks, friends. We will talk to you soon. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.